a few weeks ago, I uh, preached a sermon uh, or a message called I'm Your Huckleberry. Anybody here for that one? I'm Your Huckleberry. Remember who said that? Doc Holliday. Remember in Tombstone, the great movie Tombstone with White Earp and Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday says to Johnny Ringo, I'm Your Huckleberry. In other words, you know what he was saying? He was saying, I'll, you want to you go? I'll go. You want to you wanna gunfight? I, I got some guns right here. Remember? And, and he showed up for the fight. Remember, he showed up in Wyatt's place, took his place, and he fought the enemy for Wyatt. And he also laid down his life for Wyatt. Right? And that's what we looked at. We looked at John chapter 15. It's not on the screen, but John chapter 15. And we looked at how true friendship and true love for one another is being willing to lay our lives down for each other. And I love that. And here's the deal. God has called me to go back to that theme. Um, last week we talked about being at the end of our rope. This week we're going to go back to the theme of friendship. And here's how we're going to do it. I want you to look on the screen. <clears throat> this is our, our purpose statement. And I know many of you guys hear this all the time, and you're going to get to hear it for the rest of your lives. Okay? Um, because if you're a part of this church, you're going to know what our purpose is. Uh, one of the greatest compliments that I got just the other day was when a guy came and preached, Josh, my buddy Josh came and preached. He went out to lunch with Ray and Tammy, and they took him out to lunch, and he asked him point blank, he said, what is your purpose in the church? And they knew exactly what our purpose was. That's a great thing. And I hope that you know it as well. I hope that when people ask you, what's the purpose of the Cowboy Church? You can tell them what the purpose is. Um, but here's the deal. I want to look at our purpose uh, and to be able to talk about uh, what we're going to talk about today. Our purpose, uh, Thousand Hills Ranch Church exists to reach the unchurched Western culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ by tearing down religious barriers and building authentic relationships. I want you to say that with me. Start from the beginning. Thousand Hills Ranch Church exists to reach the unchurched Western culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ by tearing down religious barriers and building authentic relationships. And can I just tell you, that's not my purpose statement. That's God's purpose statement. Um, he gave it to me, obviously, as a pastor when we were uh, praying about starting this church. And I say that until 3 in the morning, I think it was, and, and God gave it all to me. Um, but that's God's purpose for our church, not the pastor's purpose. Um, but here's the truth. I thank God for our purpose. I thank God for allowing our church to reach the unchurched. And this focus must never end or we will get complacent and become ineffective. It's the truth. And so may I, may I just say to you today, we will go over this every as often as I can. I'm going to preach that purpose so that you remember it and so that you know it. But here's the deal. As a pastor, I have to assess, or assess our church to know what direction we're going in and then be able to lead us in the direction that God wants us to go. And I don't do that by myself. I have, we have also other great leaders, a leadership team that helps us know what direction to go, and then we get there because God told us to go there. Well, here's the truth. It, I, I want us to, to look at the very last of our, of our purpose statement. I believe this. I believe that our church at this point in our, in our church's life needs to extend our focus to the past, or to, I'm sorry, to the last part of our purpose. What does it say? It says, to tear, by tearing down religious barriers and what? Building authentic relationships. Here's the truth. 
I believe that one of the things that are missing, that is missing in our church, and not in every uh, in everybody's life, but one of the things that's missing in our church is the building of authentic relationships. Um, I, I think that needs to happen. I think that needs to grow. I think that that's that's what we're uh, if we're lacking anything in our church, it's building those authentic relationships, and that's what I want to focus in on today. Um, if we don't, let me let me define what I mean by authentic relationships. Here's the definition. If you're taking notes. Here's the definition that we're going to look at. Authentic relationships are this, are intentional, real, trustworthy. Okay, let me say it again. Authentic relationships are intentional, real, trustworthy relationships that spur us on to be more like Christ. Let me say it again. Authentic relationships are intentional, real, trustworthy relationships that spur us on to be more like Christ. To be more like Christ. Now listen, we're going to unpack that definition uh, next week. Okay? So come back next week as we kind of tear that definition down and we unpack it. But here's the truth. If we don't, listen to this, if we don't engage each other, if we don't build community with each other, if we don't be a friend to each other, we will not continue to grow. Think about it. I mean, if I, if I just let people come through the door and the Howdy team is the only person that greets them, which they do, they do a great job with it, and they walk out and they never build a relationship with anybody else, guess what? They're not going to come back. They're just not. Um, and so, again, we have to engage them. Here's the truth. One of the most marketable, attractive things about a church is that they have authentic relationships with each other. They have authentic relationships with each other. When those outside the church see those inside the church having real, honest relationships with each other, with their co-workers at work, with their spouse, and with them, they will be attracted to the church. Now, let me ask you this. Anybody have uh, some uh, great friendships? Anybody have a good friend? Yeah. Um, if you're married, you should have raised your hand. <laughs> but here's the deal. Anybody, anybody have any uh, so-called friends? You know, it's friends that are just kind of wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair-weathered friends. Um, well, here's the truth. I've been blessed with some great friends. Um, I have friends that, uh, that if I wanted them to come, you know, three hours away and they were going to drive up to help me, they would drive up. I have friends that have helped me financially. When we started this church, I didn't know where my next paycheck was going to come from. And I had friends commit to pay $50 a week or $50 a month to, to send us money so that we could feed our family. I've got great friends. Uh, I've had great friends all my life. It's one of the greatest blessings that God has given me is, is great friends. But I've also had those so-called friends. Remember those? The so-called friends are those that, that only want to hang out if you've got that hunting lease. You know what I'm saying? I mean, is, oh, you got that round pin, that new round pin? I'm coming over. I'm your friend, man. Oh, you got that new arena? Oh, yeah, now we're friends. I mean, we got we got friends like that. I mean, you guys all have friends like that. You know, they, as long as things go their way, they want to be friends. But when things don't go their way, they're like, man, see ya. And they're so-called friends. Well, here's the truth. As a cowboy, well, I believe one of the greatest characteristics of cowboys is that they're loyal and, and they're real with their friends. 
And if you don't realize it yet, we are a cowboy church. We love the cowboy way. We love Western culture. You don't have to be a cowboy to come to our church, but that's who we are, and that's who we're going to go after. Because Northwest Oklahoma is, uh, is the Western heritage kind of place, and we're trying to reach those people. But one of the greatest things I love about cowboys is they're real, and they have great characteristics of, of great friendships. You can look at the movies. Some of the greatest movies, I'm going to mention a few, but um, you can look at the movies and see some great friendships. Captain Paul and Gus from Lonesome Dove. Do you, anybody remember them? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Wyatt and Doc from Tombstone, like we talked about. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mr. Anderson and the Cowboys. Remember that one? From the movie The Cowboys with All the Boys? I mean, they had a great friendship. And, and here's the truth. I have some great friendships with a lot of Cowboys in, in, in this church and outside of this church. And here's the truth. They're real, they're honest, and they're trustworthy. And I love that about them. The characteristics that we find in these cowboys are a true example of an authentic relationship. And today, and for the next few weeks, we're going to look at building authentic relationships. If you have your Bibles and you want to turn to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24, there's, there's this one verse that I want us to focus on um, as we go through this. Proverbs uh, has some great verses and great scripture on friendship. If you're looking for definitions, if you're looking for other characteristics on, on friendship, go to the book of Proverbs. And that's what we're going to look at uh, throughout this, this study of, of friendship and authentic relationships. But look at this with me. It'll be on the screen. Proverbs 18.24. It says this. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Let me say it again. A man that has friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Let's pray together and ask God to, to, to speak to our hearts throughout the rest of our time. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that, uh, that you are that friend that, that we can have. And Lord, we thank you for your word and how it shows us how to be in authentic relationships. And today, for those that are maybe longing for an authentic relationship, I pray that you would show us today how to build that foundation. Lord, we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. One of the other friendships that I think that if you're a true cowboy that you want, you have, and it can be with, uh, it can be with your, your cow dog. How many of you guys are best friends with your cow dog? Your dog, yeah. So you've got all kinds of people that have cow dogs. Um, but one of the greatest uh, the relationships that I've experienced is our relationship with a horse. And for those of you that have never ridden horses or don't like horses or are scared to death of horses, you are missing out. Amen? All my horse people? Amen? Amen? I mean, there's some great things about a horse. And you know you love a horse if you just love the smell of them. I mean, I'd go up to my horse and just rub my arms around him and just go, hey, buddy, I love you. I know, that's weird. I just I, Did I say that out loud? But it's true. I mean, if you've really ever truly connected to an animal or to any type of animal, it's it, there's some love there. And I love the relationship with a horse. I, I've had the opportunity to start a few horses um, myself as yearlings and, and bring them up. But here's the one thing that I've learned about starting a horse. If you have a terrible foundation with a horse, you're going to have a terrible relationship with them. But if you can build a great relationship and a great foundation with your horse, and if you can work with the horse, 
If you can make the, the wrong thing uh, hard and the right thing easy, if you, can, if you can develop a bond and connect with your horse, you will have a great companion for a long, long time. Now here's the thing. In, it's the same in relationships. If we're going to have great relationships, if we're going to have authentic relationships, we have to be built, they have to be built on the right foundation. They have to be built on the right foundation. And I want to set that foundation by answering a few questions for you today. Again, it's going to be practical today, um, and, and I, I love that. Um, you can hopefully take away something from today. Now, here's the deal. If you miss today, you will miss what's most important. Because it is the foundation of every authentic relationship. Here's the first question that I want to answer. Where did authentic relationships start? Where did authentic relationships start? Just like, and here's the answer to that. Authentic relationships start with God. They start with God. And you go, well, that's so obvious. I mean, everybody knows that. No, they don't. There are people that are walking around looking for relationships in this world that, that are longing for relationships, but they've never found the true relationship in God. It's the truth. Now, here's the truth. Just like I go to a saddle maker to get a saddle or to get my saddle fixed, just like I go to a spur maker to get some spurs made, we need to go to God, the maker of all relationships. You say, I'm having trouble with my marriage. You know who created marriage? God created marriage. You say, I'm having trouble with my kids. You know who created your kids and the relationships with your kids? God created your kids. And we oftentimes go, no, I'm going to go to Dr. Phil. <laughs> I'm going to watch Oprah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm seriously going to learn something really good from Dr. Phil. You know, and we go to all these other avenues and we neglect the creator of relationships. Now, here's a myth that I want to dispel today. And it's kind of a partial myth about God. Here's the myth. You ready for this? God, and here's what people say. God didn't have any relationships and he wanted to experience love and friendship, so he created us. That's a myth. Let me say it again. God didn't have any authentic relationships, and he wanted to experience love and friendship, so he created us. This is only partly true. Now listen to this. While he does want a love relationship with us, here's the truth. God already had some authentic relationships before he created us. This is, I want you to get this. This is kind of a little deeper, but listen to this. God already had authentic relationships before he ever created us. And you say, who did he have those relationships with? He had them with his son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Think about it. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit had each other from the beginning of time. From the beginning of creation, they were all three there. You say, well, prove that, Bo. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. God is creating man, and listen to what he says. In verse 26, then God said, let us, did you catch that? I mean, this is the beginning of creation. But listen to what it says. Then God said, let us make man in what? Our image. In what? Our likeness. You know what that proves to me? Here's God creating man, and guess what? He's not alone. Here's 
God creating man, and he's not alone. He has already been with his Son and the Holy Spirit. The plurality of that verse shows us that God had authentic relationships. And you say, well, what's the point? I mean, doesn't he love us? Yes, he loves us. Does he enjoy having a personal relationship with those that know him? Yes, he does. But here's the truth. He did not create or need to create us so that he could have authentic relationships. He already had them. Here's the truth. God created us because he wanted to give us an opportunity to have friendship with him. Did you test that? Think about it. I mean, I know that's a little deep, and I've had longer to think about that, but it's true. I mean, God already had authentic relationships, love relationships with His Son and the Holy Spirit. You know why He created us? So that He could give us an opportunity to have a great relationship with Him. What kind of gift is that? I mean, He already had a love relationship with His Son. But He said, hey, guess what? I want to extend my love to someone else. So I'm going to create man, and I'm going to create woman. Just like Proverbs 18 tells us, tells us what it tells us to do. The God of the universe showed Himself friendly by offering to us authentic relationship with Him. So number one, the number one question: Where do authentic relationships uh, come from? They start with God. They start with God. Here's number two, and I'm I'm, I'm done for today. How are we able to experience this authentic relationship with God? Let me say it again. How are we able to experience this authentic relationship with God? Here's the answer, and don't miss this. This is the most important message that you will ever hear in your life. Here's the answer. The only way that you're ever going to have an authentic relationship with God is to have an authentic relationship with Jesus. Again, we live in a world that wants to go, yeah, God, I believe in God. What kind of God? Yeah, God, I mean, I, I, I believe there's, I mean, God probably created everything, didn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he probably uh, has, has done some great things. And they say, well, I believe in God, but here's the truth. If you ever want to have a relationship with God, you've got to have a relationship with Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Jesus gets the glory. Jesus is the man. Jesus is the one. He's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And here's the thing. A lot of people want to just be all, again, they want to be all wishy-washy and just say, God is God. All religions lead to the same thing. And here's the truth. No, they don't. It's all about Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, then you don't know God. If you've never accepted Jesus into your life, you have no relationship with God. And you say, well, how did Christ, how did Jesus offer that authentic relationship with me? Let me give it to you. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. It says this. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Listen to Christ's mindset. Who, in, who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for, to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, 
even on a cross. You say, well, how can I have an authentic relationship with Jesus? The scripture right here tells us, listen, let me break it down. Jesus, who was with God in heaven, Jesus, who was fully God himself, loved us enough and made himself a servant by becoming fully human and coming to the earth. You say, how do I get to God? you got to go through Jesus. You know what Jesus did so that you could get to God? He came to earth. And you say, well, why did he come to earth? So that he could die on a cross for your sin and for my sin. And then guess what he did? Like no other God, no other little G God has done before. Guess what he did? He resurrected. He rose from the dead. Many of you may not have heard this story. Listen, Jesus Christ came to the earth and he died on the cross so that you could have life. But the, the death isn't what gave us life. It's the resurrection that gives us life. And he resurrected from the dead so that we might have an authentic relationship with God. Again, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And the foundation for having authentic relationships with each other starts with having a relationship with God through Christ. And you say, well, you want to have an authentic relationship with each other? How, how do we do that? Well, you have to start with having an authentic relationship with Christ. Here's the truth. I have some great friends. And, 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 and thank God that I have some great friends that are lost. And I love to go here. I mean, this is my soapbox. I say this all the time. If you don't have any great friends that are lost, if you don't have any friends that are lost, then you're probably not reaching the lost. <laughs> but here's the truth. I have some great friends with lost cowboys and cowgirls, but here's the thing about my life. The, the greatest friendships that I have are with Christian friends. You know why? Because we share the common bond in Christ. You know why? Because they're going to look and what their lives are like, and they're going to share what Christ needs to, to share to me. And I'm going to look at what their lives are like, and I'm going to spur them on to be more like Christ. And so again, if you want to have authentic relationships with each other, guess what? It starts with knowing Christ. It starts with giving Him your heart. It starts with, with, with reaching out to Him. And you say, well, how do I have that authentic relationship with Christ? You give Him your life. When I was nine years old, I, uh, I was in my home as a nine-year-old, laying in my bed. And I, I'd been grown, I grew up in church and, and uh, had great Christian parents. And I remember laying there, and I remember thinking, you know, I'm scared. And I got scared as a little nine-year-old boy. And I remember just, you know, having this fear in my life. And, and, and so I got up, and I went to my parents' room, and I, I woke my mom up, and I said, Mom, I'm scared. I don't, I don't know why. I'm just scared. And she took me into the kitchen, and we sat at the kitchen table, and she showed me in the Word of God and, 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 and shared Jesus Christ with me and said, Guess what, Bo? Listen, the next time that you fear, if you give your heart to Christ, guess what? He's going to be there. The Bible teaches us that He will never leave you, and He will never forsake you. If you put your trust in Him, He will be there till the end of time. And when time on this earth is over, He'll be there even there in heaven. Amen? Amen? And so when I was nine years old, I knelt down at the kitchen table in our, in our double-wide trailer. That's what I'm talking about. Anybody got a double-wide trailer? I mean, we had the ghetto one, you know? I mean, like the thin walls, no insulation, you know? 
My brothers and I would push each other through them. <laughs> right there in the double-wide trailer in Mustang, Oklahoma, I knelt down and I said, okay, I want to give you my life. I understood. My, my mom explained to me that I was a sinner. She explained to me that the only way that I could find forgiveness is to be forgiven by Christ. And I gave my life to Him. And I wonder today if you've done that. I wonder today if there's someone in the room today that has been playing church, that has been coming to church maybe for the two years that we've been a part of it, or you came to church all your life, but you've truly never given your life to Jesus Christ. Listen, you can search the world over and try to find all the relationships that you want. You can get married, you can have kids, and all those things are great, but you will never truly be satisfied until you find an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. It's just the truth. And so maybe you're here today and you're like, how do I do that? Here's, here's the scripture that I always use, and you guys can probably quote it. Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says this. If you will confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess and believe. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Some of you guys are here and you're like, whoa, I mean, what just happened? Why are we bowing our heads and closing our eyes? Listen, we, the only reason we do that, and there's nothing really spiritual uh, about it, there's no whatever, it's just an opportunity for you to just focus. But here's the truth. You might be here today, you might be thinking, that's a good message, but I, I really, I did understand that. And I, and I want to confess Jesus is Lord today in my life. I've been searching for all these other things. I feel like I've got you know, some great friendships, but they're not on the level that they need to be because I don't know Christ. You may be thinking, you know, Bo, I mean, I, I hear you say that God loves me. I hear you say that Jesus died for me, but I just don't necessarily believe it. I've done some bad things. And I just don't believe that he can forgive me. Can I just speak to those of you that are maybe thinking that? Listen. He can and he will forgive you. How do I know? Because he's forgiven me. So maybe that's you, and you're here today, and you're like, man, I've never done that. I've never given my life to Jesus. And you say, well, I want to do that. Well, here's my encouragement to you. Just like when I was nine, in your own way, in your own heart, in the silence of, of the moment right now, I would just encourage you, if you feel like that's a decision that you want to make today, just confess it. Confess Him as Lord. Just say there in your heart, you know what? God, I need you to forgive me. I confess you, even right now, as my Lord and my Savior. Please forgive me and come into my life. Here's the thing. If 
you just did that, and you just gave your life to Christ, can I just tell you that's the greatest decision that you'll ever make in your life? And I want to do something. We, we don't ask anybody to come to the front. We're not going to ask. We're nobody's looking around. But here's, here's what I want to do. I just want to be able to pray for you. If you just prayed and you just asked Jesus in your life, would you just be willing to just raise your hand and say, I did it. For the first time in my life, I did it. Thank you. Anybody else? For the first time in my life, I did it. I asked Jesus to come and to save me. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Nobody's looking around. Nobody's... Thank you, buddy. Anybody else? Thank you. I see you. Listen, nobody, nobody's looking around. Everybody's heads bowed. Everybody's eyes closed. Those of you that just raised your hand, listen. If you really truly meant it in your heart, and you, and you gave your life to Christ, here's all we ask you to do. We're not going to ask you to come to the front. We're not going to embarrass you in any way. We, all we ask you to do is to fill out that orange sheet on the guest table, place it in the feed bucket on the table, and we will contact you. We want to come alongside of you so that you can grow in your relationship, your new relationship with Christ. And so let us do that. Let us do that. Don't be scared. Again, we're not going to embarrass you in any way. We just want to come alongside of you and help you grow in that authentic relationship. And so if that's you, and you, you accepted Christ in your life for the first time, please do that. Maybe you're here today and you're a Christian already. But your relationship with God isn't authentic. I mean, it's not real. Because you've not been real with Him. You've tried to hide sin. You've tried to hide your guilt. You've tried to hide the things that you're doing. And guess what? You just can't do it. He knows it. He knows it all. And so if that's you and you're sitting there thinking, man, I, I'm, I'm just a casual Christian and I'm a fake. And I just encourage you, recommit your life today. Confess that sin that's in your life so that you can be authentic with God. Maybe right now you just need to do that. you need help, and you say, I got questions, I need help, I need prayer, please come to myself or come to one of our elders, their name will be on the screen, and, and you can get on our website and find all that contact information, contact us, fill out an orange sheet if you, if you want us to contact you, fill out an orange sheet, put it in the bucket, and we would love to be able to visit with you. I'm going to close this in a word of prayer. Thank you guys so much for being here. Well, we thank you again that we can come to a church and we can just be ourselves. We thank you again for the joy that it is to be here. And Lord, I thank you so much for changing lives today. I thank you for those that have raised their hand today going, man, I gave my life to Christ. I praise you for that. God, you receive all the glory. And I want to thank you for allowing me and the rest of our church to be a part of a changed life for eternity. We praise you and we thank you for that. And Lord, as Christians, 
May we begin now in this church to develop those authentic relationships. We've learned today that they start with knowing you. And we will learn in the next few weeks on how to build those authentic relationships. And so we thank you and we give you all the glory. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. If you're a first-time guest, we would love to give you a bag before you leave. Thank you for coming.